Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. Are psychedelics, in, in the regard to, you know, healing trauma, ayahuasca, is this something that you have any interest in whatsoever? I, I did it this morning. Shut up. No, you didn't. You did ayahuasca this morning. Yes. I've got some 5-MeO-DMT right now. <laughs> and he starts his panel. I'm walking out the door to come up and meet you. Just sure. so you know. Yeah. And George says, and, and by the way, I want to introduce everybody to somebody that sits in for me, that, that does the weekends, that he's been with us for years. And I just want to bring to the stage somebody that you all know. Jimmy Church, and I stopped, right? <laughs> and I ran, and I ran up to the stage, and he goes, say something. <laughs> and, and I said, George, I was leaving to get coffee. So at that time, Coast to Coast just started. And then I found out, and this is crazy, the studio was across the street from my condo. Wow. Across the street. In Sherman Oaks, <laughs> where I broadcast now, same studio, and I can look out the windows of Coast to Coast and look at my bedroom window. And I'm like, shut up. Who is this? And Jason goes, no, man, that's George. I know his voice. And George, hey, Jason, how's it going? I said, really? Jimmy, I'm a fan. I go live with Coast to Coast in an hour, but I'm listening to you. I was like, What? And so we have this thing, and I hang up, and the, the audience and Twitter and everybody's just like... Just blowing up. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And I thought, how weird is that? At one point, I was like, I'm done with sports. I just want to get this UFO thing combined. So I convinced my producers and my team that we were going to change from sports to sports and ufos <laughs> and they were like what how are we gonna do that when you first walk into the hotel here there's fifteen thousand people right it's madness every floor that you go to here you see a line of a thousand people going in to see somebody speak it's everywhere you turn right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and when you walk in the door this electricity just comes up your legs and you feel this thing and that's the beauty of the conscious life expo and and there's nothing else like it in the United States, maybe even the world. It's, it's that kind of place, and I just enjoy it. The suggestion of what is real and what is not, and are we in some hologram, holographic world? Yeah, we are. We, exactly. Yeah. So, therefore, nothing is set. You know, free will is a real thing. Ones and zeros can be manipulated. And if that is the case, rewrite your own code. Yeah. You know, figure things out. And, and you can do it. And if you feel trapped or if you feel like you've got questions that aren't answered, you can go and you can do these things. In one show, I can talk about heavy metal music, one of my passions. I can talk about funny comedies, comedians, time travel, UFOs, 
and Egypt all in one show. Why? Those are the things that I'm passionate about. What's up, folks? Xavier Katana here, and you are listening to the Human Experience Podcast. Today, we have the great Jimmy Church on our program. We really hope you enjoy this episode. It was a really fun episode to do. We did it live at the Conscious Life Expo. Jimmy has been hosting Fade to Black and Coast to Coast AM for years. Uh, He is just a really engaging, enthralling conversation. Please find us on Twitter at The Human XP, where we post some of the most amazing content you will ever see. Find us on Facebook with the same name at The Human XP. This is a phenomenal conversation. Really hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. You are listening to The Human Experience. My name is Xavier Katana. I am sitting with the legendary Mr. Jimmy Church. Jimmy, how are you, sir? How is everybody? How are you? I am doing wonderful, man. We are at the Conscious Life Expo. How's that been for you? Well, let me ask you this. It's great for me. How's it been for you? It's probably not as good as for you. How many, how many Conscious Life Expos have you been to? This is the first Conscious Life. Are you turning this interview into, what are you doing to the, my interview? Exactly. See, this is, <laughs> this is the thing. Conscious Life Expo, this is the fifth year that I've hosted. We've usually broadcast, you know, Fade to Black from the main Plaza Ballroom downstairs on Friday nights. And this year is the first year that we didn't do that. You know, bring in a portable studio, the manpower, the producers, the thing, three-hour live broadcast, 15 guests, you know, craziness. This year, what, what the expo wanted to do was have me still do the keynote address on Friday night, but have that be an actual panel. So this is the first year I haven't had to stress out bringing down a radio studio, mm. setting up in front of a thousand people and, mm-hmm. and doing a live radio, which is fun, right. but it's a lot of stress. So this year, um, last night when he asked how the expo's going, we had... 1,200 people in the ballroom, standing room only, all awake, all here to learn, all wanting knowledge. Sure. Uh, You know, egos are checked at the door. Right. Audience is there to learn. And when they go into that room and they look around and the vibe of having 1,200 people with an awakened mind, the connections that happen there, the neurons the electricity, right? Yes, it's all, yeah, everybody is yeah, one. Yeah. And then on the stage, they've got David Wilcock. They've got Corey Good. They've got Linda Moulton Howe, William Henry. And wow. So the vibe that was in there last night for the opening night, it sets off the tone for the rest of the conference for everybody. So they walk out of there, you know, with some knowledge and they've hopefully learned something, maybe made friends, you know, relationships and things. That, that carries on through the rest of the conference all the way to next year. Absolutely. Because they want to come back and cop that same vibe. Sure, sure. So for me, has it been great? It's been amazing, you know? And so this morning, uh, I was just down with George and his panel. George Nori. George Nori. And George and I, we were backstage, David Wilcox missing, right? Now, this is what's great for the audience. This, this is, you know, it's, it was awesome. So George and I, our backstage, we've got eight people there. We're supposed to have nine. We're missing Wilcock. 
And George, being the professional that he is, him and I are just sitting to the back. Everybody's in front of us, and we're just talking. And I had said to him, I said, George, this is my fourth year going on fifth year doing Coast to Coast, right? And over all of these years, I've never had the opportunity to say thank you. So that's what I did backstage, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a moment between George and I. Right. Audience doesn't see that. And they deserve that moment, but they didn't see it. So anyway, this is part of conscious life. So George gets up and says, I'm done. I'm not part of his thing. I'm just there, you know, to, to be with my friend. And he starts his panel. I'm walking out the door to come up and meet you. Sure. So, you know, yeah. and George says, and, and by the way, I want to introduce everybody to somebody that sits in for me, that, that does the weekends, that he's been with us for years. And I just want to bring to the stage somebody that you all know. Jimmy Church, and I stopped, right? <laughs> and I ran, and I ran up to the stage, and he goes, say something. <laughs> and, and I said, George, I was leaving to get coffee. <laughs> so anyway, I said to the audience that I just want to share something that, that just happened backstage. I don't get a chance to do this, but I've been on coast you know, now all of this time, and George and I work, and we work together. But days turned into weeks, turned into years, and I never had the opportunity to say thank you. And I just did that backstage, and I want all of you to know that that's what's going on back there. And, and I want to do it now up here, George. Thank you. Because, and the audience now gets that vibe, mm. right? They, they understand that this is a family. This is not the celebrity or coast-to-coast -coast or things into something that it is not. We have a genuine relationship with the audience. Am I making sense? And, yeah. and they need to feel that. So they walk out of there with a personal thing that they can now take that with them forever and understand that. So is the conference going great? It's going great for everybody. And, and that's what I enjoy most. I, I really do. It, when, when you first walk into the hotel here, there's 15,000 people, right? It's madness. Every floor that you go to here, you see a line of a thousand people going in to see somebody speak. It's everywhere you turn, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when you walk in the door, this electricity just comes up your legs and you feel this thing. And that's the beauty of the Conscious Life Expo. And, and there's nothing else like it in the United States, maybe even the world. It's, it's that kind of place. And I just enjoy it. So is it going great? How's it going for you? Jimmy, it's, it's going well, but I, I want to get into, you know, I've listened to your show a few times. I, I know that you've at least heard of me, but I don't think you've listened to my show yet. It's a little bit different. I mean, we have different topics, but I want to know a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes, because for most people, I think what they see is this polished version of this collaborative effort between you and your staff and you're putting all this together and do it every single night. And, mm -hmm. you know, your fader knots and the people who, who love you. I mean, there's, there's so many of them. There's right. so, it's an army of them. Right. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, fade to black five, uh, going on six years. And then you host coast to coast on the weekends. Yep. And, and you mentioned the history channel. Yep. I've three shows now, three series on history. Yeah. I mean, I know, right? It sounds crazy, doesn't it? You're doing so much right. for you. What has been a hurdle for you? What has been something that you struggle, have struggled with, if anything? Well, um, okay. The growth of the show, 
I don't have to struggle with because it grows on its own. That's organic. The fader knots, thank you for mentioning that because you're awake and you pay attention. The fader knots named themselves. Okay? We didn't do that. The things that have happened on the internet and everything, we've never advertised. We've never done any marketing, so I've never stressed with that. Everything is word of mouth. Hmm. That's it. The fader knots speak about the show and the word on the streets. And the, yeah, is it the, is it the biggest show out there? It is. It wasn't at one time. It's that it has grown organically. So I don't stress over that. That's a beautiful thing. Mm. My stress comes from uh, the proper research. So Mm. I have spent my entire life reading, watching, searching. That's that's my thing. I, I do nothing but research. Now, with my schedule, with doing shows every single day of the week, uh, whether it's TV or radio, how is that possible? I still have to do things like sleep. Yeah, right. Of okay. Yeah. I do have a family and a life and, and everything else. So how do you make time for all of that? It's tough. And then I need to satisfy the research. If I have five guests in a week or six, so I'm working six days at six guests, that's six different topics. That's six different books to read from these or, or six different documentaries to watch. And six different topics to go in depth with because I, and this is where you need to learn right here for everybody that's listening to me. Mm. I do not have questions. There are no questions, whether it's on coast, whether it's TV fade to black, there are no questions. I have nothing there in front of me because I know my guest. I know what's going on. I've already researched the topic probably for decades before. And then we're specifically at a guest. And by the time I get to that guest, I have fully done my work. The audience knows that. And that's why the audience has grown. They know that I'm never phoning it in. I'm never reading down a list of 20 questions that are supplied from the guest. Mm. The questions are organic and they feed off of the conversation as it goes through. And it's like the audience is engaging in that conversation with me sitting right there because they can. When you and I are sitting here talking, mm-hmm. the conversation's going to go where it's going to go. I don't sure. pick out a piece of paper of and course. sit here and have a conversation with right. you and read questions off right. of that. Right. That's not a conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The audience knows that. And that's where the, the fanatical thing comes from that you're talking about. Right. They know. So my hope and my goal from always from the beginning was, and if there is stress involved in doing what I do, is that you need to be yourself. I, the audience knows they've been listening to me now do, you know, a thousand interviews, 2000 interviews, but they yeah. know my personality. So they know who I am. I'm not faking anything. You there isn't bullshit. a thing. There is nothing there. None of that is there. I am in one show. I can talk about heavy metal music. One of my passions. I can talk about funny comedies, comedians, time travel. UFOs and Egypt all in one show. Why? Those are the things that I'm passionate about. So when I speak about these things, I'm speaking about the stuff that I love. And then the, what results from that is my audience is interested in the same exact things. Like, man, wow. I like Pantera and I like UFOs. 
this guy is like me, right? Mm-hmm. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And so once you um, let loose of that freedom and, and let that hang out there, now I'm able to not worry about 20 questions. I know my guest. I know the topics. This is what I'm passionate about. We got three hours of live radio in front of us. Let's rock and roll and have a conversation. If there's a secret, that's it. No, I mean, I'm not looking for the secret. I, but and... I think, but I'm not suggesting that. Okay. But what I'm saying is when, when you try to analyze, as I have, how did we get here? You know, and with anybody that is passionate about what they do and they find their bliss and they're able to do amazing paintings or play amazing guitar or act in films or whatever it is or, or write code and, and video, you know, whatever it is, they found their bliss. And you will say to them, well, how'd you do it? Well, man, the secret is I'm, I'm happy. I'm just doing, you know, what I want to do. And, and so the stress comes from being passionate about something. Yeah, I respect that about you. And I think, you know, as long as I've known about, you know, the Fader Knots and Fade to Black, I have respected the show and you for what you do. It's simply that. And if you ask me the same question, I, there's no way I could do six nights a week of a guest. I mean, there are other aspects of things that, that we're running and we're, we're pushing forward. You know, I, I want to know before you started doing Coast to Coast, did you always feel you had. A sort of talent for radio? I mean, you have a very radio voice. And at what point did you move into doing Coast to Coast for, on the weekends? Well, uh, where do you live? I live in San Diego, California. You live in San Diego. Yeah. So, and down in San Diego, Extra Sports 690, big radio station. And back in the early 90s, I would, uh, when I traveled to San Diego once a week, twice a week, I would listen to Extra Sports, and it was a great radio station. And back then, in the early 90s, when I was doing this, I would listen, and I knew I was going to do that. Now, that was 25 years ago. So, at that time, Coast to Coast just started. And then I found out, and this is crazy, the studio was across the street from my condo. Wow. Across the street in Sherman Oaks, <laughs> where I broadcast now, same studio, and I can look out the windows of Coast to Coast and look at my bedroom window. Now, how trippy is that? That's an interesting That's synchronicity. That's pretty yeah. trippy, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, sure. So, and my phone number in my condo was one digit off, from the Coast to Coast number. And I would listen to Art Bell. Okay, call in, 818 <laughs> I was like, well, I need to call in just to go, dude, look at my phone number. It's one digit off. I'm across the street. And I thought, well, that's kind of creepy. So maybe we're not going to do that. But I would <laughs> listen to Coast and knew that I wanted to manifest my own reality. And that's always the way things happen. Okay, that, that's it. You want to change your reality? Think about what you want to do. Think about it. Think about it every single day. Practice, rehearse in your mind. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's car mechanic. Whatever it is. But if you don't like what you're doing now, and you need to do that, you manifest your own reality. Sure. Now, I've told this story many times about, about this very subject, about how this happened. So look, 
um, I, this voice I've had since I was two, so that I didn't have to worry about that. I knew that I had that, this irritating thing that bothered people. It's loud and, and things. So I knew I had that, but I needed to get the professional side of it set up. So I went back to school, went to school for broadcast, went to school for journalism. I got through that, got into sports casting and, and did that. And then at, one point I was like, I'm done with sports. I just want to get this UFO thing combined. So I convinced my producers and my team that we were going to change from sports to sports and UFOs. <laughs> and they were like, what? How are we going to do that? And so we changed the, the name of the show. The sports show was called The Revolution. And, and that was a lot of fun. And we changed the name. We did all the production, uh, and the show was called Jimmy Church Against the World. And it was my way of getting what I was passionate about, conspiracy, enlightenment, awakeness, consciousness, sure, UFOs, yeah, lost yeah. history, Egypt. How do I get all of this and keep the team interested? Okay, so we're still doing sports, but we're going to do a little bit of the Great Pyramid of Giza. What? How are we going to do that? So I convinced them somehow that I had a plan. So we come in, we change the show, we get everything ready, we cut all the spots, we do all the voiceover stuff, I bring in the team, we do, we do this for a couple of weeks, and we're all geared, we're now going to launch Jimmy Church Against the World, and at that point, Art Bell quit. Wow. And when he quit, yeah. Yeah. the opportunity came up for me to go to his network on Dark Matter Radio, mm. and they literally said to me, this was like on a Sunday night, they were like, okay, uh, can you be ready to go live on Thursday? I said, sure. Yeah, we can do that. And my wife comes in and, and uh, she says, that's, that's fine, but we're not going to call it Jimmy Church Against the World. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She goes, that, that pretty much sucks. <laughs> and I said, really? We just did all this production and we're ready to go. She goes, no, we're going to call it Fade to Black. What? And that was Sunday night. Bringing all the voiceover guys, all the production, all the artists. We come up with new logos, get everything done, boom, 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 boom. And then we went on the air. Uh, this was five, six years ago with Fade to Black. And, and that's how it all happened. It was just manifesting your own reality. And then, uh, so coast to coast. So this is what happened. George Nori, I didn't know about this is listening to fade to black and he's listening to fade to black for his own reasons, but I'm on Art Bell's network. That's certainly, you know, he's George is interested in what's going on out there and the other radio host, I'm sure. And he starts listening to fade to black. And one night, uh, I'm in the studio or uh, doing the broadcast and I have Jason Martell on from ancient alien. Okay. Jason and I are friends, and, and we're, we're, we're doing our thing. And, and earlier that evening, Jason and I decided not to take phone calls, that we were just going to have this fun, organic, bro conversation, right? Okay. And about an hour in to the broadcast, about 8 o'clock, this 818 number that I was just talking about is coming in, and I'm hanging up on it. Keeps calling back. Hang up. Hang up, and after about ten of these, I go, Jason, I got somebody calling in. We agreed not to have calls, but I don't know what's going on. You want to take this call? And he goes, Yeah. I just punched it. Oh, you're live on Fade to Black. Who's calling? Jimmy, this is George Nori. 
and I'm like, shut up. Who is this? And Jason goes, no, man, that's George. I know his voice. And George, hey, Jason, how's it going? I said, really? Jimmy, I'm a fan. I go live with Coast to Coast in an hour, but I'm listening to you. I was like, what? And so we have this thing, and I hang up, and the, the audience and Twitter and everybody's just like. Just blowing up. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And I thought, how weird is that? And uh, a couple of uh, weeks later, we were at Contact in the Desert. George is there, and I'm there, and, and we're, we're doing our thing. And, and he came up and, and offered me the gig and said, uh, would you like to come over and fill in for me on coast? And I said, yeah, I, I guess we could talk about it. <laughs> Let me check my schedule, man. I'm, I might be busy. but uh, and, and that's how it happened. And there's no uh, rhyme or reason for it. You know, again, it comes to like manifesting your own reality and thinking about things. The honor of the, this, the, the privilege, the honor is there's only one Coast to Coast. There's only one George Norrie. There's only four Fridays every month. There's only four Saturdays. That's it. That's it. And who fills in for George on Friday nights on planet Earth? And that's one guy. Right? How, what an honor. Right? What an honor. And so I, I, I will never let go of that. It is really the truth. It's a privilege. It's cool. And uh, that and Fade to Black, which airs before Coast to Coast, all done by design. You know, I didn't want to overlap the coast audience and i didn't want to sure, offend coast to coast yeah so uh all of this was uh planned and thought through and it and it and it works and it happened and i'm still there and we're on the air and and life is good and so that that's it it's about when it comes to consciousness when it comes to the suggestion of what is real and what is not, and are we in some hologram, holographic world? Yeah, we are. We, exactly. Yeah. So, therefore, nothing is set. You know, free will is a real thing. Ones and zeros can be manipulated, and if that is the case, rewrite your own code. Yeah. You know, figure things out, and, and you can do it. And if you feel trapped or if you feel like you've got questions that aren't answered, you can go and you can do these things. You can, you know, it takes a little work. Mm. You got to sweat. Mm -hmm. You got to mm -hmm. work. Yeah. You know, you got to be but present. You have to wor be willing to work hard. Put for... your foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, and not you have up. to. And, and that's it. That's it. And so that's how it all happened. And I, I'm walking around this conference and I'm sure you've seen the same thing. You know, there's probably a thousand fade to black shirts, right? At this conference. And you're walking around. You know, you're looking at 15,000 people and you walk around and you're like, that guy's got my picture on his <laughs> chest. And then just look for a second, right? And you look around and you think, how did we get here? And isn't it wonderful? And that they are so happy and that they are here and this, this family and this thing. And it's just, what a crazy ride. It's, been, it's, it's so much fun. and and. That's that's it. That's my life. I love the story. I love the logistics. I love that you are so incredible. I don't think that you could pull off what you're doing without being utterly passionate and devoted and completely committed because 
I mean, this is challenging. I mean, just a weekly show for me and my staff is challenging. You know? So doing it every night live is, is just a different ball game. You're playing, you know, minor leagues versus major leagues. So, you know, I wanted to ask you, sometimes I listen to your show and, you know, it's all about these different topics, but I've never really heard you, that story that you, you talked about, you know, how you got the gig at Coast to Coast. That, that story happened live on the air. Yeah, there you, you go. know what I mean? So I never really had to tell it. The audience got to hear it. You know, they heard George call in about a month after when George called in and he made me that offer, uh, which was out in the desert. Like two weeks after that, he called in and I was like, man, really? You know, okay. And I was thinking to myself, what is the audience thinking right now that is really going on? <laughs> and, and George calls in. He says, Jimmy, I don't know if you told anybody, which I hadn't. I didn't go on the air and go, George, offer me this coast to coast. I didn't. At that point, it was my agent that got involved. And I'm just, you know, if this happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But you don't talk about it publicly. Sure. So what does George do? Calls in. So, Church, what's your answer? I offered you the host gig. Haven't heard back, man. I'm like, you want to do this live on the air? Yeah, I do. You know, and so this played out on the air. Yeah, how cool is that? That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so anyway. So okay, so yeah, I I let you do that. I let you take over there for a second. But Jimmy, I want to know. We all have, you know, doing this radio thing. We all have those moments where there's a guest that just something's not vibing right. You know, and you don't have to drop names. I wouldn't ask you to drop names. I just want you to give a story of an experience that you had where it just wasn't working out and you're trying everything you can to get this guest back on track. And for some reason, the, the conversation's falling flat. The fader knots are going nuts. They're like, Jimmy, what's going on? Why is this interview just going flat? And, and you're thinking the same thing. And, and It's never happened. I had a feeling you might say that. It's never happened. The only... Probably uh, there's one fade to black that went a little bit sideways, but it turned out to be okay once. And so it's not really even worth mentioning. Okay. And then there was one time on coast, one guest, I'm not going to mention his name. He has not been back on coast to coast since or fade to black that tried to take things into a very loud political Obama bashing. I think it was Obama. I can't even remember. It might have been Hillary. It might have been during the sure. uh, elections right. or the campaign a couple of years ago. Right. So, and that was very regrettable. I almost hung up on the guest and said, oh, he's had phone problems. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll get back to him. Let's open up the phone lines. That happened once, but no. So the answer is no. Wow. So you have to, first off, I know my guests, you know, we're booking. The guests are passionate. They want to be on. We, we are lucky that we have enough credibility out there that we can offer only, we have the opportunity to offer the best and the brightest. That's it. So usually uh, what we bring forward is something that is, is pretty dynamic, whatever it is. But... Now, this is the catch, and it's pretty amazing. We have had a lot of first-time guests on the show. 
I've had a lot of guests on the show. It was their first radio appearance. See, you're segueing for me now. Right. And that well, was like that was w- that was my next question for you is is you know research. Okay, yeah, the research aspect no, no, of it no, is researching guests. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's researching guests fi- trying to find the next gem, the next thing. Why? I I had to go back to my own radio experience. So when I would listen to it doesn't doesn't matter if I was listening to Coast to Coast or if I was listening to sports radio or political or whatever I was listening. I want to listen to somebody I haven't heard from before. You know, I'll still listen if it's Will Smith for the fiftieth time, but to have somebody that I've never heard before that really catches my attention. So that's what I want to do with the audience. I want to find somebody that the audience has never heard from before. Why? Well, they get to share in my experience of that conversation because this is the first conversation I've had with this guest. This is the first time this guest is presenting this information. Everything is fresh and new, and they get to have that experience. Sure. That's a tough road. Sure. It's a tough road to find and, and, and constantly look and look and look and look and look. I can only have... Linda Moulton Howe on this show so much. I would love to have her five days a week, but you can't do that, you know, or, or Richard Dolan or Stephen Greer or David Wilcock or Corey Good or William Henry on and on and on and on. These people that John Anthony West, who just passed away a few days mm-hmm. ago, um, I had these people on Robert shock. I, I would love to have them on all the time. I can't. And also as much as that is really cool and the audience enjoys that and they do, they do. Mm-hmm. I think they much they get much more enjoyment from somebody that they've never heard from before. Some fresh idea, mm-hmm. some fresh take on the near death experience, on consciousness, on parallel worlds, on time travel, on on UFOs, on Egypt. You know. So so okay, I'm gonna spin this around just a little bit, just because I love hearing this. I love hearing just the backstory and. You know, the way your mind is thinking as you're going to invoice these shows, you later, though, shows. for this. No, you're not. What's going to happen is I want to ask you about do you remember this lady named Nancy Leader? She's still around. Yes. L E I D E R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, course. okay. So Zeta, Zeta, Zeta Talk? Uh, Zeta Talk, yes. Yeah, right, Zeta right. Talk. Do you remember she was, I don't remember what year it was. It was like 2006, 2004, something like that. It was a while. It's been a while. And she faded away. It's no pun intended. But I was wondering, for a person like her, who is, she's pitching the, this end of the world scenario, saying, you know, this planet X is coming, and then nothing happens. Do you filter out who you bring on in regards to that, or you, do you allow your audience to do that themselves? No, I don't do, uh, I don't do anything like that on the show. It's a very, very dangerous zone to get into and the reason why i used to listen to her stuff Hmm. um and others like her but if you are going to predict something like that it better happen it had better happen yeah and if it doesn't martial masters and so forth if it does not happen the that's hopes, your reputation is what, gone. You're messing with people's emotions. Yeah. And also there's a certain amount of fear mongering going. Yeah. Into this. And I, I don't want to play into that. Um, and also as a host and my audience, I do my research. And if you go and you look at these timelines, 
with the Sumerian text and certainly the way that uh, Sitchin presented the information, Nibiru, on its best hope, is still 1,500 years out. Sure. Okay? It's not next week. It's not next month. It's not 2012. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not any of these dates. It's 1,500 years away. If we go back and look, this is why I, I cannot bring on somebody to, to talk about Planet X. I, I just won't do it. Unless they tell me it's 2,000 years away. Then we have a conversation. Come on, let's talk about it. Hmm. Because if we look at all of the historical timelines where significant things have happened at these 3,600-year cycles, you can find them. You can look at the year zero with uh, the Star of Bethlehem. Was that Nibiru, right? Hmm. That's 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So that puts right there, that puts Nibiru 1,600 years out. And then you can back up and look at certain celestial events and you can look at the Roman calendar, the Greek calendar, Egyptian calendar, Chinese, and look at these celestial events and significant things. And you can find these 3,600-year loops. And it looks kind of interesting, right? But they stop at a certain point, which puts Nibiru 1,600, 1,500 years out, no matter what. So I, I, my research says that somebody that wants to present Nibiru as entering our solar system right now mm-hmm. is trying to sell books. Mm. And I'm not into that. There are too many, and this is the other problem with it, every single asteroid, just about, Every single meteor, every single near-Earth orbit, everything that has been found, pretty small, smaller than a Nibiru, Mm -hmm. has been found by an amateur astronomer in his backyard with his own telescope. Right. They would have seen Nibiru. For sure. A long time ago. 100%. And it would be over with. Yeah. So my own research says I'm not going there. Right. So that's it. I won't do it on the show. I will not. I, I will not. I'm not going to be a false prophet. I'm not going to be part of it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And you know, it comes, it comes down to this, this world that we're in. Uh, credibility and integrity should be paramount. And so for me, that's, that's it. And that's, that's where I... I love that, man. I love authenticity. I love that you are just so committed. And I think it's a responsibility. You feel a connection to your audience and people look up to you. They respect your judgment and you're bringing this person on. So I can see why the research of that, you know, the the guests that you bring on would be so important and why doing that five, six days a week is Mm -hmm. just absolute madness. Right. Is there a topic that, I mean, I know there's a bunch of topics that you really like. Is there a favorite of yours in this niche genre that you are drawn to more? Than- well, aside from UFOs and the alien question, my passion is, is Egypt and lost history, which is one and the same thing. So mm-hmm. I've, that, that's going back to, of course, Gobekli Tepe, which, you know, is, is sure. something that sure. I'm very, very passionate about, and I think there's a connection there. But, yeah, it's Egypt. And when you go back uh, before the pharaohs, and you go before that, you go before Mene, and you go before Narmer, mm. and you go to the gods of Egypt and the demigods um, and what was going on there, that is, oh, 
It's it's just the most fascinating thing out there. And there's, Absolutely. You know, down, you know, then there's time travel and then there's, you know, I certainly love quantum mechanics and quantum theory and the physics of that and and parallel worlds and multi-world theory, multiverse. Yeah, very very passionate. Yeah, yeah, and secretly sort of I just love hearing about that and you probably had Richard Hoagland on your show a couple times. Once. Once. I don't know how you feel about him. I, I don't know why, but I listen to his show every week. And I just... He's still I on just, the air? He has his own little show on Blog Talk Radio now. And I feel bad for the guy because he has probably every technical issue ever ever conceived of that you could ever, ever think of. He has that issue. And I've tried to help him. I've, I've tried to send him a couple Facebook messages and stuff like that. And it's, it says that he read them. And I'm just like, this is what you need to do to fix your thing, man. And, and, and it just doesn't get fixed. So, but for some reason, his ability to talk about you know, these things that we're seeing in our solar system, this architecture of these pre-civilization, you know, 10,000, 20,000 years, who knows how old these, these civilizations are, all scattered through the solar system. It fascinates me. And I mean, we've had Graham Hancock on. Have you had Graham? Have you talked to Graham? Many, 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 many times. Many. He's, he's one of my favorite, guys, favorite people to listen to because he connects so many of you know, the, the different veins of subjects that I'm, that I'm really into are psychedelics in, in the regard to you know, healing trauma, ayahuasca. Is this something that you have any interest in whatsoever? I, I did it this morning. Shut up. No, you didn't. You did ayahuasca this morning. Yes. I've got some 5-MeO-DMT right now. <laughs> so I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the center of Jimmy's forehead. And I don't think he's lying. I, I really don't. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> Jimmy, really, I mean, really be honest here, man. Because, because, you know. I, I, I'll tell you something really funny. <laughs> Let me let me let me let me do this. So I'm going to go here and then and, and we'll end on this story. I'm going to tell a little story. So about six months ago, I'm at a private party on the top of a mountain in Malibu. So use your imagination. Okay, pretty 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. and the people there and who the neighbors are okay we're talking about top shelf of society and <laughs> and so we're up there and this person comes up i'm not going to say male female who what but says i'm a shaman and we are going to have a private gathering invitation only in two weeks at our compound we would like to invite you. Okay. We'll be there. <laughs> so we, we drive back two weeks later to the same neighborhood, same general area, and we enter the compound, and we're driving up and around a two-mile driveway, and we wind around to this beautiful home couple of Ferraris, couple of Aston Martins, couple of Bentleys, couple of this, couple of that, couple of that. 
and you know I pull in in my '72 Datsun B210 pickup truck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But anyway, so we 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 pull in, and it is all that. And what is going on here? It's a room, not one, but it's a room full of shamans. A room. Very famous director. And some other, you know, and I'm, I'm looking around, I'm like, wow. And things were going on. There were, I, I, you know, without going into details, mm. mm-hmm. there were certain ancient medicines that were being talked about and distributed. So I'm, I'm watching this and somebody comes up to me and does this. Okay. This is from, you know, this is made by (laughs) old women in, you know, mountains in Tibet at a monastery and goes, boop, a drop on my head. On my pineal gland, right? <laughs> and and this thing, so so it this drop, and and this smell, this weird thing, and I could feel the heat and the oil, and I could feel it like going down my scalp. Okay, all right. So that, and I didn't even ask any questions. I just, you know, let's let this happen. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so about a half hour later. We're standing in the man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't uh, care. <laughs> here we go. We're standing in this circle in the dining room, and this director is talking about this project and uh, and the gathering of everybody and and the blessing of the you know the kombucha and whatever. Right? <laughs> and I'm standing there, and suddenly his mouth. Which is I can I can see him talking, but I just lose him, and I'm looking around the room, and I'm like, why isn't anybody looking at these amazing ass colors? This place is great, <laughs> and I'm looking around, and everybody, and I'm like, wow, what was he saying? And then I thought to myself, that drop. It was that drop that went on my head, not on my tongue, not in my vein. I didn't smoke it. I didn't snort it. I didn't eye drop. It went, right? Mm. What is going on? Mm. And it allowed me at that moment to realize that everybody here got the drop. I know that they did now. (laughs) And this is what, it was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and, um, and we drove away that night. Uh, my wife and I were driving down. She got the drop, too. <laughs> and, and, and we just thought, what? That was nuts. The group, the people. You know, I can't really. If I told you some of these personalities that were there, it's not that I'm not talking about movie stars. That was going on, too. But but different segments of society mm, sure. that are actually open to that. Absolutely. You know, there are politicians right now in Washington, D.C. that know what a 5-MEO is, man. I'm serious. <laughs> because I saw it. 
And I was flipping out, man. It was, it was a great experience. So with that, man, um, uh, wonderful. Just, just thank you. No, 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 no. Thank you. I really appreciate the background and that hilarious way to end this conversation. And just, you know, I have a lot of respect for you as a broadcaster, what you do, how hard you work. It's huge. And I hope to, you know, be there one day myself and, and maybe take your job on Coast to Coast. Maybe you'll go, you know, Monday through Friday. I'll call in your show. <laughs> Call in your show. We'll just reverse this whole story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy, man, thank, I, you thank you so much. Thank you so much. Where can where can people get to you know J- just, Jimmy Church? Just, you know, Google it, it. It's such such it, it's such an ego thing to say. Yeah, it's JimmyChurchRadio.com. Just okay. go there. Everything is there. So YouTube, Twitter, live show, networks, syndication, email, contact future past you know that that's it it's all right there we've everything is free you know so you can just go and the show plays for free the live broadcasts are free just it's all there love it love it man mr church thank you so much for being here sir uh this is the human experience we are going to get out of here thank you so much for listening we'll catch you next week